Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast on the internet, hosted by the 2021 Most Valuable Grader, myself, TJ, oh aka Aspir. Thank you, Al Lindemann, for that award. I will be taking the trophy. I'll send you my address in the DMs, I think. If you want to throw in a great tracksuit and a bulk orchestra short at the same with it, I would be very appreciative. Also with me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hi, everybody, but I'm also, uh, you know, one of those two, asshole. Nope, I'm, I'm the only oh, one. okay, all right. But uh, each episode, we pick some shows or big topics to discuss in wrestling. This week is episode 71. We'll be discussing the Noah versus New Japan Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 from Yokama Arena. And we'll also be discussing Noah Bumper Crop 2022 in Sendai Sun Plaza. We were going to talk about wrestling freedom, like the Blood Christmas, but uh, we just didn't we're get... We're back to the same way we always yeah, have been. <laughs> didn't get the time. We'll, we'll talk about it next week, I think, since there's not yeah, a since whole there lot. Yeah, since there's a lot. But... Yeah, going to talk about that, talk about some other big topics to kick off the show, but anything you want to talk about before, just get right into it. Uh, I don't think there's really much to, well, at least I guess for us to talk about, really. Yeah, it's just nice to uh, be, be able to record this a little earlier since it's Martin Luther King Day, so we got off work, thankfully. Thank you, so, thankfully. nice to get this out of the way and be able to hop into something else right after, but uh, I guess we'll hop into some wrestling, no small talk here. Yep. I think we'll just talk pick up a few topics going around wrestling right now we can talk about one of them being uh mr cody rhodes on his bullshit oh god cannot wait for him to show up in the 2022 royal rumble win the damn thing beat roman for the title gonna be amazing where's my global elite wrestling need a combo of cody triple h and uh jeff jarrett hell yeah brother (laughs) but yeah this broke today was the fightful reported that cody is not actually signed to aw right now and i'm just like it's Wrestling really fans care. are so riled up so easily. Like it's they just, really are. I'm like honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care either. Like it'd be pretty fucking awesome if like he did the rumble and then like literally the next day signed, resigned with AEW. I'm waiting but, for that news to be honest. So. But like it's just so he can cut a promo this week on on Dynamite and bring that up. But, like oh, I'm totally free agent, all that bullshit. And, yeah, like you said, it's probably him who uh, leaked the news. So fucking. But I did see one suggestion which I could would I could see happening also is like. They could use this as an excuse to get Cody able to challenge for the title again. That's what someone else had pointed out to me. And I was like, you know, I could honestly see that too. It's like, oh yeah, my old contract said I couldn't sign to the, or fight for the title. But this new one, I can't. Fuck you, basically. So. Which I don't want it anyway, but okay. But if that's one, that's like really the only way they could get out of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's wrestling. They could always come up with something. But <laughs> I think it's probably the easiest way to do it, Carney honestly. shit show. But... Uh, other, speaking of uh, Dynamite, though, uh, Brody King debuted for AEW finally. Like worst kept worst kept, kept secret, secret really, literally. Really, but pretty much waiting. I thought he was gonna debut last week, but nope, this week. Yeah, they kind of swerved everyone on that one. I thought he was gonna debut before then too, but yeah, at least having this past week. And thank God he did, because that Dynamite kind of fucking sucked. Yeah, that Dynamite was, was pretty fest. fucking boring to be honest. Like I'm happy I was kind of playing Genshin instead of watching it while we were while I was on TV and I was playing Genshin because I was just like this. This kind of sucks. Yeah, it's like that. You had Pac's little promo, which I'm curious what that ends up oh, being. Oh, I love that so much. They they knew what the uh, demographic they were going for with him being um blindfolded there. So, definitely had my interest with that. The word loan CM Punk wasn't too bad, but it's like... It was too long. And I knew it was going to end it's up a little in some too angle drawn out. at yeah. the end. But and I'm getting fine. I'm getting really tired of them draw like just dragging this out. Can you just turn already? Like I I understand, but this is a little too long for me. There's been reason for him to turn for like weeks now. Let's let's just do it, please. 
But uh, man broke out some new gear, though. The purple, oh, it the looked velvet. amazing. Ooh. He knows what my, way to my heart with some freaking purple gear. I love purple gear I so much. I love purple gear, and he was killing it in the velvet. So I'm going to need some more wrestlers to wear uh, some velvet gear. But yeah, that purple was beautiful. And Mr. Daniel Garcia carried Sammy to the best match of his title reign. I was going to say, he both absolutely did. Yep. Like, well, it helps he finally actually got a opponent that's good. But that's a different story, I guess. But yeah. Thankfully, Based. well, I don't, think, I don't think it was anything crazy, but at least it wasn't as bad as like his other shit. I could actually sit through it and not want to rip my uh, hair out, I guess. So that's an upgrade. And then uh, last but at least, uh, Western news is uh, Mr. Mustafa or Mustafa Ali. I forgot how he, I know you like the whole thing how, how you're actually supposed to pronounce his name. I don't remember, but anyway, Ali uh, requested his release from WWE. Finally, thank the Lord. Oh my God, I wanted that man out of there for so long. They oh, never yeah. deserved that man. Yeah, I mean, it was way too good to be stuck in there. Honestly. Like, he was, he was like, the best part of 205 Live back when I, people had when to watch it. When 205 Live mattered, yeah. And there's just a lot more. Like, I don't know. I don't really care where he goes. It's just, it's, I, I don't either. I'll watch It'd be nice him, to see yeah. him out there. And, yeah, it's just I'd love to time. see him have a little Dragon Gate run. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, for sure. I... Him with the same kind of same size, dude? Fuck yeah. Let's, let's fucking do it. Let's let go fucking crazy. I just want everybody in Dragon Gate, though, so... Well, speaking of Dragon Gate, there was a lot of mess this happened oh, this past brother. week. A lot of drama. Shun Skywalker's an R.E.D. now. Oh, bitch. Ada, and, well, the fake R.E.D., I should say, since yeah. the actual R.E.D. is supposed to be Ada and uh, Kaito instead, but they're at least they're claiming the other guys were pretenders. We'll see. Fake. But. Frauds. Fucking. Yo, my boy Yoshida challenging for the Dream Gate. Let's go. Let's go. Dragon Gate's booking it right for, just for me for that first Kai title reign, and then now fucking Yoshida's the fucking challenger. Face. I love it. And then fucking UT pinned Kai today, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on over there? That's so based. See, this is a company that actually knows how to push younger guys, because most of them were pretty young anyway, but it's like, yeah, it's it's just good to see stuff like that. It's like, I, I can't believe Hyo is the first guy that's a that faction leader so out of like, that young insane, crop. That is insane, dude. Like, Hyo, man. I'm so happy for him, though. I mean, Gene Skywalker is technically part of that oh, crop, yeah, too, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's just, R.E.D. found a way to get even better. Like, it's fucking insane. I mean, I'm really excited to see what uh, Ada and Kaito do now. Mm, for sure. Even though it sounds like it might be formed a faction with Maria, because Maria's in love that's with Ada so again. That's so base, though. I'm sorry. That's actual base stuff right there. And then Shun's, like, his descent into badness is even worse now. Like He's just, he's down bad. He's down bad. Oh, yeah, then we got fucking uh, Dragon Die as double champ now all of a sudden. That's also extremely based. I love that. It happened in a matter of like two days, so that's really cool. Yoshioka continuing the trend of mass dresses being hot, so yes. that's nice. Yes, yep. <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for them Where's to... Where's Diamante, motherfucker? I know. Right? <laughs> I've been dying for that man to be a mass. He had the, they had the chance and it didn't happen. We haven't watched shows yet ourselves. I'd like to sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, for sure. But just... That was a something to wake up to that morning, that's for, for sure. I saw, the first thing I saw was the picture of Shun with R.E.D., and I was like, wait. And then I saw Ada and Ishida, and then I was really like, wait. <laughs> I was like, did this actually fucking happen, or, like, did I just make this up? Yeah, it's like, she showed me the picture when we woke up, and I, I like, my eye went right straight to Shun, and I was like, oh, Shun's an R.E.D., that's not that surprising, I guess. And then she was like, wait, look, look closer, and it was like, Ada and Kaito were fucked, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I think that was the more shocking part. Like, everyone pretty much knew Ada was going to be booted. It was pretty much, like, the big thing. I think thing. The Kaito's booted, the is, ca- too, is the weird thing to me. That's what I thought was weird, was Ishida getting booted, because I was like, I don't really see where they had any problem with him, but hey, whatever. They, I guess they had to move out some other people. 
I mean, Kaito is going to have a good face run, too, I'm oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. It's just I don't think they needed to go there yet, but well, we'll see, I guess. I'm fine with it. I don't care. He's fucking awesome. I would so say, oh, that's do, one of my favorite guys, so yeah. Uh, some downer news, though. Uh, COVID seems to be racking through companies in Japan again. Yeah, 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 Like, the big ones, at least the ones we discussed that are being affected right now is Noah and All Japan. Noah got hit real hard which for we'll, their bumper crop, yeah. Which we'll talk about when we talk yep. about the show. Definitely mess around with that show. It was like, like basically half the heavyweights off that show had to get taken Pretty off. Pretty much, yeah. Not all of them caught it. It was close, um, close contact, contact so, and stuff. Yeah. But, and then All Japan, they almost lost their big tournament that's supposed to be happening this weekend. At least one of the participants in it. And Legit. As, uh, Shitaro Shino, uh, Yuma Yayoyagi, Ryzen Haido, and uh, Fuchi. Both, all four of them got COVID. Those three other than Fuchi are avail like are healthy again and they're gonna be on the show, thankfully. Fuchi's doesn't seems like he's still recovering, but mm. my boy Ashino recovered from COVID just to go and lose the tournament. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. oh come no, on. I'm, man, I'm joking. Please. I'm I'm happy he's uh, recovered, obviously. Because all of them had mild symptoms, so that was good. Which news is to nice, hear. yeah. Yeah. Glad they're jabbed up, so because I wasn't sure what they were going to do with if Ashina wasn't ready to go for that tournament. Just throw Yuma in. Forehead. Well, Yuma, too, was one of the... Oh, fuck. So I'm dumb. If he uh, had, like, I, what I thought no they probably one. would do was just do the... Basically do what they did with the... Triple threat. Tri- triple threat, yeah. yeah do triple threat, just like how Swamo, after he vacated, they make the tournament triple threat this time. Put Oski in it, forehead. But, so we'll talk about that show next week when it happens, but... Oh, uh, God, I'm scared. I don't think there's any other topics to talk about, really, other than like the main shows we're going to discuss. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think this might be a short episode because we've got two shows to talk <laughs> about, and uh, one of them I probably won't have a lot to say about, to be honest. Honestly, probably. Which is the one we're about yeah. to talk, start off with, which is the Noah vs. New Japan, Rust Kingdom, sixteen night three in Yokohama Arena from January eighth. I'm so happy we waited to watch this until it got put on the Russell Universe because absolutely heard about a ton of issues from people trying to watch this live and then yep. sound issues, the whatever issues, the muted music. Yeah, it's just like thankfully we got to watch it with no issues, high def from Russell Universe. 1080p. Most of the interest music was intact. There was still some stuff that was muted. Yeah, and it had the best English commentary team in Japan and uh, Mark Pickering and Stu Fulton. So Agreed. Then it's fucking here, Chris Charlton's. Oh, God. here the feud I'm not, I'm continues. Not, I'm not going to even talk about it. I was happy I didn't have to listen to him. Or bad enough I had to listen to him on Russell Kingdom, but anyway. Uh, overall, I'd say Joe was very good. I think, it was, honestly, I enjoyed it more than either night, original night of Russell Kingdom. Oh, that was, yeah, that was absolutely the thing, yeah. It I was mean, much more enjoyable. Actual Russell Kingdom had a few better matches, I think, mm-hmm. like Tanahashi and Kenta. But enjoyment-wise, this one was as a whole show, I, I enjoyed pretty much everything on the show. But uh, let's get into it. First match was dark match between with uh, Kosei Fujita and Yasutakiano, which ended without a winner as a time limit draw in ten minutes. Uh, first time seeing Fujita as we barely watch New Japan these days. Yes, and, yeah, this kid has an amazing look, like Absolutely. abs, massive thighs. Like New Japan got something. <laughs> Calm with down, dude. he's nineteen. But no, not much to say about him. Much like a, it's a young boy match. Like what's really to say about it? Like, they yeah. both look technically good, but very formulaic. But yeah. Like, even with my complaints about New Japan, it's hard to deny. Like, they have a hell of a dojo output they've been putting out recently. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of funny to me that this went to a draw. Like, it's not surprising, obviously, as Young Lions. It doesn't really matter. Most of them go to draws anyway, or they're like five minutes or something. But I'm like, Yano's clearly the more experienced one here. 
and actually has a win under his belt now after yeah, you know the end why. of the year. You know why. A single win, but it's something at least. Like, just let the guy get the dub here. Like, it's, you know, it's n- more New Japan produced, so of course they were going to let their young line get the win. Well, it was a draw. But, or whatever. But yeah, I know you're, there's, like, they couldn't just let their guy lose. It's, yeah, that's basically what stupid. I'm saying. Yeah, they couldn't let their, yeah. Because if they did that, it would have been a draw on points versus Noah and New Japan. Because I think it was like oh, six and five, and then the draw. Yeah, New Japan just can't fucking lose to Noah. Okay, whatever, dude. Even though Noah's vastly superior in every way, but okay. But yeah, it's like it's a dark match, the only match. Just let exactly. Dono win. Like, like what's the, what's it gonna hurt? I don't know, but yeah, the match is pretty good. I say pretty much, yeah, pretty much that what I would have to say, I guess. But yeah, Fujita is definitely um. He's definitely somebody I can see New Japan pushing extremely fucking hard. Because he just has the look. He's a pretty good wrestler so for right now. Um, but yeah, Yano's Yano. Just, yeah, typical young young boy, young line stuff. You know, I was telling her when we were watching it, like, that Fujita kid kind of looks in, like, in the face, looks like Murakami. Yes. <laughs> like, he's got such a dickhead face. Like, he's going to be a he great heel. He does have an asshole face. Like, like... Very punchable. Uh, next match was... Uh, the dads here, Yuji Nagata, Hiroshi Tenzon, and Satoshi Kojima defeating Funky Express, King Tani, Muhammad Yone, and Agi Saito in twelve sixteen. Unfortunately, we got robbed with Funky Express music. I'm still very upset about that. That's like the one thing I look forward to, and I couldn't even get Boogie Wonderland. Like, really? And they like muted the, I uh, get the New Japan dads music too, and I was kind of surprised. Which at was that. surprising, yeah. I was like, like some okay. of this music was weird. That choices that they muted. Some, I don't but. even ask why. I don't bother. But yeah, I dream of being this jacked as Kojima is at his age. He's just God, looks like massive I as fuck. Know. I mean, I gotta get jacked that, get that jacked to begin with. But I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went into this expecting a fun time, and that's pretty much what we got. We got some funk, some Mongolian chops, which should still be illegal. But that's a I whole other thing. We should still be illegal with tins on, but yeah. Got some big lariats, everything you could ask for. Yep. And they really busted their asses in this for like a fucking dark match six man. Like they mm, were really, they did really well, really trying out trying the best here so i enjoyed it a lot yeah i was gonna say once again you said it you said it best i mean you got the funk you got the you got the hard-hitting lariats what else could you really ask for in a dark match where they like you said they worked pretty hard so definitely was uh very very happy had some funny spots in there too of course but yeah just a whole lot of fun from one of the one of the more anticipated matches for me i guess <laughs> but just give us the fucking music man come on i know uh, let's see, next match was uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Master Wato defeating Yoshiki Inamura, Daigi Inaba, Hajime Ohara, Daisuke Harada, and Kinyo Okada in 11.42. Alright, you know what I'm about to scream about, right? What? Wato's Karen hair. Oh yeah, that, that, that boy needs to change his that hair, hair so, so fucking bad. bad. Like, like he's, he's done a lot better since he's come back. His body looks really good now. He's in really good shape. Great shape. It's just that fucking haircut, man. Just please. I'm begging. Please turn this fucking junior title match with Despy into hair versus mask match. <laughs> like, we know we know Despy's good with the barber. He offered it to Robbie Eagles to cut his hair before Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm like, we know he can cut some hair. Let him do it. Just get this haircut away from me, please. I was say because he really is looking a lot better. And then it's he just the, the hair. St- yeah, he did. He really did. It's been a long time since we've... Um, really got to see Watto, so... Especially since we watched, like, No Best Super Junior, yeah. so... Yeah. Which I already was good in, but... I, got, I don't know. I just wasn't Wow, people... People complimented Watto? Oh, my God. But, yeah. Inaba brought some heat at the start of this. Mm. Him and Goto were really going at it. It was really good. And we already talked about Watto's haircut and all that. <laughs> so, and then, that's, like, the one nagging thing for me. 
Although Noah Boyd's like stomping down to Gucci when he tagged in was great. Oh, that was and, beast. Yep. But really, like the thing I got coming out of this match is I just really want to see Ishii and Inamura in a match. Dude, we need that so bad. They were beating the shit out of each other. Inamura's gonna have like a fucking huge year, man. He's, Already having yeah. Kenta like fucking speak highly of you, and then uh, going to battle with Ishii. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, he's gotten a lot of stuff so far this year, so I'm excited for the rest of his year. Love that for him. Thankfully, hope. Uh, Fingers crossed he's actually able to be in the N1 this year, unlike last year. Oh my year, god, that injury. was so sad, yeah. Definitely like, want to see him have a good N1 run for sure. Yeah, like he'll lose all his matches, but as long as he <laughs> looks good, and I'll, I'll be happy with that. True. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for that match. So let's get into the next match here. Uh, <laughs> the only singles match on the show. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Show defeated Asushi Kotoge in eight minutes. Oh, I love like Show's 28. evil gamer music. It's so fucking bad. It's literally like, his same music, just with like evil un- overtones, I guess, not undertones, because it's very evil. The evil Titan Tron and everything. Evil, spoopy. Uh, he, he, he looked like completely lost walking out to the ring. Like he, I swear, we were sitting there, we're like, he has to be like high on something because who the fuck just makes these faces like he does? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this man just acts so fucking weird now. I love it. Like. This actually made me like him a bit more, at least the entrance-wise. And, like, putting him against a wild man like Kotoge was actually inspired booking because they're both fucking crazy beat guys. Like, I was going to say, that was actually smart. Someone paid attention to that, like, at least. I just I need to know what drug show was on before this match because he, wasn't should, weed, he needs to take it before every match. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> he was just on some next-level fucking deranged shit today. And this, so I was just, it was I'm hilarious. Insane. It was really fucking funny. But, yeah, it was... Basically, in eight minutes of show cheating, and it was just yeah. being a fucking weirdo. So it's kind of entertaining. Not a, not a good match, really, but I don't know. It was just funny, fucking seeing how shows acting, really, more than anything. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. It's just watching show come out and just act like a deranged person. Um, I'm trying to even really remember what Katoga even really did in the match. Not much. Nothing like- really spectacular or anything. Not like the usual Katoga we've seen. But like you said, it was really more the show show. <laughs> Yeah, like with his like, cheating and shit, but whatever, there's some like dude. dives. I know fucking show like threw Junta into oh, yeah, the ring did, and yeah. fucking that was so weird and like tried to make it seem like Junta attacked him or something. Or something. Like, that. like okay, but yeah, it's like Kotoge did his usual spots, like did a couple dives, but for the most part, it was really just show cheating yeah. on it from him. And I was like, it was whatever. Yeah, I'll say it wasn't like yeah, oh, whatever. Uh, speaking of a match that was whatever, uh, Stinger, Haida, <laughs> yeah, and Yosuke yeah. Yoshioka defeated Bullet Club, Taiji Shimori, and Ghetto in yeah. eight fifty nine and. It was fine. Uh, hard to get invested when there's literally only one guy in the match that I actually like that much. Yeah. And, I uh, wish Seiki had more of an opportunity against better opponents. Like, Seiki carried the match for me, but even then it was like, okay, it was fine. I'm still kind of surprised uh, Ishimori was even on the show, to be honest. Because there's still heat with the office, so at least he lost. Yes, they had to have something. Or someone. Yeah. And like I said, <laughs> at least they lost, so it's not like he won a match or anything. Yeah. He didn't get pinned, obviously, but... Still, I would uh, say, as soon as you looked at the card, you knew exactly who was getting pinned in this one. So that's just about every match, though. You uh, look- very true, yeah, very true. It's not always, yeah. <laughs> uh, next match: uh, Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Doki defeated Los Perros del-, del Mal de Japón, Yohei Nosorongai, and Nine Hundred Nine. And this match is pretty much just Nosawa and Doki fighting for Ada's love. Uh, yep. I thought, thought the match was pretty cool, like especially like Yohei and Despi together were like the highlights of the match. Mm. And yeah, I don't have much to say about that really, but. I don't know. It was a perfectly fine match. Kind of fun. And yeah, that's pretty much where I was at. Um, perfectly fine match. I just, I don't think it really got any like better than just that, which is fine itself. But 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of Doki, though, I really need to get make some time to go watch that uh, Takataichi Mania, the newest I one. I keep hearing such good things about that shit. That Tai Chi Doki match I heard was fucking great. Damn it. So I'll have to find a way to watch that sometime. Oh, wait, I did find forget to mention Yohei and Despi. Yeah, that, that, that moment was, um... Yeah. <laughs> Despi's just uh. lining up fucking challengers outside of the company. You got Yohei, you got fucking Alindaman. He's just trying to fight everybody. Can we just hurry up and get great up in this bitch? Like, come on, just please. Despi, no, Despi is just lining up with boyfriends, okay? Still got Chris on the, in the wings, Yeah, too. Chris is still waiting in the wings. He beat Hiromu, his number one. <coughs> and then, yeah, now he's picking up Yohei, I guess. So. Still need that mask for his mask match with Dragon Lee. Oh, God, yes. That's it, I don't know, Hiromu's oh. the one collecting boyfriends usually, but now Despi's... He, well, he is, Her- the, he is well, now like the one guy, the number one in New Japan, so he kind of has to. True. I mean, Hiromu's trying to pick up another boyfriend, but... <laughs> but, um... Next match of the show was Takashi Sugiura, Kazushi Sagaraba, and Toriyano <laughs> defeating uh, Suzuki Gun, Minoru Suzuki, fucking, Taichi, and Taka. God. Shame we had to lose out on Kenta teaming with these guys again. That would have been so base. But, yeah. Yano doing his bullshit made this kind of feel like more like a random New Japan undercard match for my legging. Yeah. But uh, at least we got Suzuki and so- Suzuki like slapping the shit out of each other. That was that, that was really fun. Like, honestly, those two were like the only guys in the match that kept me interested at all. Yeah. Even then, like, it was... Bit of a struggle to make it through this show, to be honest. Or not this show, but this match, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think, like, with I think with almost just about any match, there was at least, like, a few parts and people that at least kept you more interested than some other parts of it. But, yeah, I thought this one was fine, too. Um, definitely would have preferred to have Kenta here. But, of course, him and Tana had to go and be madmen in their no-DQ match, so... Uh, all I have to say is I hope Kent is healing up well. I mean, he's pretty much in a romantic relationship with his, uh, what are his they? Crutches. His crutches. Yeah. So I think he's, I think he's doing okay. So. It's nice <laughs> to see he's finally moved on from Yoshiashi's rod. So. Oh God, that sounds so weird. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I hate Yano or anything. I don't, oh, I like definitely his act. It's not, just, definitely I didn't not. want, I didn't no, want no. to hear. Yeah, not here. But like I said, they had to pick somebody and. Yano was around, so there you go. Yeah, it makes sense. At least in that sense, it does make sense, but still. Uh, next match, uh, Go Shizaki and Masuki Tamiya defeated House of Torture, Evil and Dick Togo in 953. Go defeated the evil. And, well, yeah. kitty. If you've seen any evil match in the past few years, you'll know ahead of time whether you this, you'll like this match or not. Because he didn't really reinvent the wheel here, it was an evil match. But Go sold for him, like, really well, at least. Yeah, Go did wonderful. Man, it's like, like he got shot or something half the time. <laughs> but uh, I did love the finish, though, with Kitamiya getting a submission finish on Evil as Go larried the shit out of Ghetto or Togo to uh, get the pin. So at least Base. the finish was kind of cool. But the match itself, I'll just say it wasn't for me and leave it at that. I was going to say, you know, it's always good to see Go and Kitamiya and not so much House of Torture. But um, like you said, it's... Pretty much, if you like House of Torture stuff, you might still like this, I guess. But, I mean, I don't, I, I can't fully get into it. But, like I said, just nice to see uh, Go and Kitty do their thing. That's really all I have to say about it. At least Go looked pretty, so there you go. kind of does suck, though, if, like, the rumor was true about what that main event was actually supposed to be. Because Go was supposed to be in it, supposedly. It was supposed to be a six-man with, like, Go with... Kaito and Mudo versus um, 
Okada, Tana, and Ibushi, but Ibushi wasn't cleared, obviously. Oh, man, that would have been sick. So that actually. was supposed to be the main event, I guess, supposedly. Oh. And it probably would have improved the main event, to be honest. It would have improved it. Well, go, yes. <clears throat> I won't say my hot take, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next match was uh, Naomichi Marufuji and Yoshinari Ogawa defeating Suzuki Gun, Zack Sabre Jr., and Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 15-20. This was probably, like, my second most anticipated match on the show. Huh. And it definitely delivered in that respect. Like, much like seeing Kenta in a Noah ring on the Budokan show, this match had me asking, yeah. like, wishing for Noah, or for Noah to could get Zack back, too. God, like, please. seeing him working there as a heavyweight this time would be pretty entertaining, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was also just really cool seeing Kanemaru just, like, going crazy, going on Noah mode in this match, too. Like, going Noah mode. Like, this match was way better than I hoped it would be, honestly. This one was, I think, definitely super expected within, um... A lot of uh, Noah fans, just because of all the history and stuff. But uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I really anticipated it that much, but it still had a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, these guys all rule, so, yeah. I was just really excited for Ogawa and Zach to go at it. Yeah, They were even, like, going at sick. it post-match a little bit. And, like, I think after backstage, Zach was, like, trying to call out Marfuji for a singles match or something. Oh, my. Which I'd hope that happens, because it'd be fucking hilarious if fucking Osprey tried to shoot his shot with Marfuji, but ended up being Zach instead. I want that instead. <laughs> I mean, obviously, because that would be a better match. Oh, but I know. It would be really funny. He's like, oh, Zach's actually staying in Japan, so he gets to sit. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. He we'll gets see. it instead. But the real main event here, uh, Losing Wernabe, yep. Stay Upon, Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, Tanada, and Hiromu Takahashi, and Bushi defeated Kongo, Tadasuke, Manabasoya, Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Aliha in 2633. Uh, this, was, this was the match I was most excited for, and it fucking rocked. Like, Delivered. Th- this crowd was super hot at the start for this, and, yes. like, which oh is crazy God. to say for a fucking clap crowd, but it, like you could feel the, like, the anticipation when they were first mm-hmm. getting, especially when like Naito and... <laughs> Oh, when they kicked off with Naito, yeah. You could hear them like, (gasps) they were all super excited just like I was. This match had me begging for another Keno produce show, or a Congo produce show, but with singles matches with LIJ instead. Oh, God. One of those matches won't happen now, unfortunately. But uh, these groups just have insane chemistry together, especially Mm -hmm. Naito and Keno. Like, I'm just begging for a singles match. Both of their attitudes are so similar, but, you know, Keno obviously ends up getting angry and talks a lot more than Naito, but still. Oh, Naito was, like, talking shit on Keno in this fucking diary this past week or whatever. Oh, fuck off. Like, he's like, oh, you're being pretty quiet all of a sudden now and shit like that. I was like... Oh, okay. Just just fight. Yeah, just fight already. And I did love fucking Hiromu getting how involved even though he fucking wasn't in the match. Which, we'll see if he still gets him, but at least it won't be uh, Congo how now. (sighs) He needs his overlord. That's his other boyfriend now, so there you go. I don't know if you saw, like, the little bit of art on Twitter that was going around. I don't know if it was yesterday or the other day. It was really cute, though. It was, like, basically kind of recapping, like, Hiromu attacking him, and then, like, he was on his phone, just kind of, like, super happy looking at it and stuff. Uh. So it was really cute. If I find out, again, I'll have to show you. It was really cute. Well, obviously, yeah, this was... This was my main event. This was what I had been looking forward to ever since they announced the shit. But uh, like you said, it definitely didn't disappoint. Um, definitely my favorite match of the night by far. I really, really hope that we can see all these guys um, link up again. Either tag or singles. You know, I'd prefer some singles matches. But yeah, just just a whole lot of fun. Also, was Sonata even like in the match? Not really. Okay, I thought so. All right, never mind then. Yep. <laughs> like, I th- honestly, it was... 
like obviously Haramu and uh, Naito are in there a lot. Mm-hmm. Bushi was in there a lot because he was like the guy Kongo was getting heat on for whenever they yeah. got the chance to really. But yeah, I was like, I don't think Sonata was barely in it, honestly. Okay, I was like, am I crazy or like, did I just forget? No, I, I didn't think he was in it that much. Okay. I'm thinking like, say we they did like the LIJ versus Kongo single stuff. It's like, mm. who would you, oh no, what? I, remember, I do remember Sonata in it because he faced off with Soya and I was just like, That's oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was. Former tag partner yeah. going at it. There we go. They but, were pretty much the, yeah. That's when he was in. So, yeah, I was saying, I was like, if we we're going to do, like, singles matches between L.I.J. and... It would and, be like that, yeah. So, obviously, Naito, Keno, Nakajima, have, Shingo? Probably. That's probably what I'd have to go with. Well, this doesn't really count as Congo, but Hiromu Hao. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler. Everyone with, like, actual, though, I'd probably say Hiromu Ali Ha. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Hiromu Ali Ha, yeah. And then Sonata, Soya is probably the makes the most sense. I wouldn't mind Hiromu Tadasuke either, though. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm fine. I'd be fine with that, so. But but since I'm picking Hiromu with Ali Hall, I'd probably go with uh, Bushi and Tadasuke. Mm-hmm. Poor Neo has to set out this one, I guess. Damn, sad. He set out this fucking show. I like, would say he set out this show, too. So. Stephen Howe came out with him. Neo did, too. Oh, he did was he? there. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was there. I saw him. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, man. Well, th- that, this was the last time we got to see all of uh, Congo all together, I guess. Well, at least this current <laughs> iteration. However long this current iteration oh, lasts. Brother. I probably a bold take, I guess, but I don't think Congo's lasting the year. Please don't say this to me. Thanks. But <laughs> they probably won't though. Probably not. I, cause I think I think they're finally gonna do Nagajima and Keno and blow it up. Not uh, we'll talk about it in the main event with but, that uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the main event of this show. Oh, we're all Kazuchi Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Keiji Mudo and Kaito Kiyomiya in 24-34. And uh show really peaked during the last match, honestly. This was fine. Like It was kind of hard to care about it for me yeah. after such a great semi-main event. Felt like Mudo barely got involved in this, which was fine. But like all I remember him doing in it was like some corkscrews, and that's really it. That's pretty much what he knows. But uh, it was mostly just New Japan guys getting heat on Kaito, and Okada inevitably put him in a way... As everyone expected when we found out this match was announced. Just, yeah. It just felt like it was just it waiting was for them. It was kind of flat. Kind of flat. And it was just, honestly, this is me waiting for them to pin Kaito, to be honest. I was going to say, I kind of felt the exact same way. It was just kind of like, eh. You really knew that this was going to be the story for Kaito. So, like he said, you're kind of just waiting for it to end and then see everything else that happened afterwards. So, uh, yeah, the match itself was kind of... Eh, but I guess that's what happens when you anticipate the quote-unquote other main event, whatever, um, more than this one anyways. Felt like your kind of typical New Japan main event, just not that long. Mm-hmm. And then after our backstage or whatever, we had at least uh, Okada basically telling Kaito to come over here and get good if you want to come into New Japan if you want to get good, and I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, brother. So it's like, coming out of the show, do you expect any uh, more Noah and New Japan involvement together? From, like, everything I've seen, I think there should be. Will there? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they're, like, leaving hints that there's for definitely there to be options hints. for that. Yeah. Because, like I said, like, that Okada comment makes it sound like Kaito in the G1. Exactly, yeah. Which, I don't know how that would work, depending, unless the N1 moved, a- moved 
time of the year because they're literally at the same time. Yeah, that's what I don't know right now. Well, unless the G one's actually in the summer this year, like it usually is. Mm. So I guess we'll see if G one moves back. I don't know if they're. I haven't looked at the schedule for New Japan, so I don't know if yeah, they I don't know. announced anything about that yet. I don't think so. So if that's the case, he could definitely be in it. But like, if it's otherwise, I don't think he will be in the G one. And you, Lord knows, fucking New Japan needs some juniors for the best super juniors, so that'd be nice. For mm-hmm. that kind of involvement. That's what I'm hoping for. But other than that, though, I was like, I don't know if they'll do anything else, if they do that at all. Like, it's kind of open-ended right now. So I guess we'll see. Like, I'd definitely like some more involvement between the two companies. Make Actually do something interesting in New Japan. Make me watch watch a little more. Definitely. But we'll see, I guess. But like, like we said at the start, overall, uh, definitely an easy watch. Mostly fun show. I don't think it's like must see or anything. Like I don't. I'm like I'm happy I didn't buy the pay per view. I'd rather oh, fucking watch yeah. it when it got uploaded. Since I already paid for Wrestling Universe, so easier to watch that way. So yep. But if you have Wrestling Universe, definitely recommend checking it out just to have one. You're not gonna be like one of these notebook nerds. You're not gonna be filling up your notebook or whatever <laughs> for the most part. But it's still a fun time for sure. Yeah. But let's get into the last show we're gonna talk about. This one's a solo Noah show. As I said from the jump, it's a Noah Bumper Crop twenty. 20- Bumper cross, uh, bumper crop. What the f- bumper it should crop? be gum- bumper crop. I'm so fucking tired of wrestling data. They, I mean, I need to actually like look at this shit before I can read it. But yeah, no bumper crop 2022 in Sendai Sun Plaza from January 16th. Uh, it's hard to be critical of a show when they had to shake up the majority of the card due yeah, to COVID exactly. running through the roster and making a ton of guys get pulled. But uh, this was a uh, very much a one match show with a uh, big junior angle on the undercard at least to shake it up a little bit, but. Honestly, I'd really just recommend skipping to the main event if you're short on time or not a huge Noah fan. Mm. But we'll run through the undercard, too. First match of the show was Los Perros del, Los Perros del Mal de Japón, Nosawa Rongai, Yohei, and Katoro Suzuki defeating Kongo, Hao, Neo, and Aliha in 856. Match started off fine, but like it had this like weird part where Hao and Neo kind of fucked up a tag move, so everyone like just scrambled to get ba- the match back on track. Yeah. It was really it's awkward. Like, I'm not sure if it was planned or not, considering the angle that happens later in the show, but yeah, it was just very awkward nonetheless. From then on, there was like, a lot of miscommunication between Howe and Neo, mm. including uh, Neo hitting Howe with a dive, and then the finish of the match with Howe hitting Neo with a super kick, Neo hitting Howe with a lariat, and in the end, Yohei pinning Howe because of that. After the match, Howe pushes Neo away, with, with Aliha trying to play Peacemaker, but Howe just like leaves the ring and goes off by his own, goes backstage alone. Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, yeah, it there it was kind of awkward at certain points. So yeah, I, it was just it was fine. But like you said, got the setup for uh, the angle that happens later. Uh, next match was Atsushi Kotoge, Hajime Ahara defeating uh, Stinger, Haida, and Yu Susumu in eleven fifty. And I know people rag on Haida a lot. I do too. But fucking hell, is Susumu even worse? I just. Oh God! Here we go. His Susumu uh, rivalry begins again. I, I can't. I, I can handle him tagging with Seiki usually because I think they fit together as a team a lot better just because Seiki's ability to, like turn it on and kick up the pace. Mm. But pairing up up with Haida here this in this match just made it absolutely drag. And I'm I'm begging for Singer to blow up already. Like I very d- shocking. We haven't had to happen in a while. Yeah, it's like I don't know what they'd really do with these guys if they did blow it up. Like especially Haida. Like he, obviously know. he's gonna get a face run eventually. And like if whenever Singer does break up. I think Haida is the one that's going to be the one to get turned on in Ghostface. Oh, probably, yeah. But it's just like, do you just do Rattels again? Throw him back up with the Ohe? Or... And that's what would make it awkward. I'm like, I don't think you should, but... 
But, like, there hasn't really been a major uh, junior faction angle since Full Throttle blew up last February. Mm. So they're kind of in the need of one right now, I think. Like, they're still doing, like, some little shakeups here and there. Like, we're about to talk about one. But it's just nothing really crazy has happened since beginning of last year after the year 2020 where they were changing factions every fucking show. Two seconds, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, this match kind of fucking sucked, to be honest. I was so bored watching it. And I was going to say, I don't necessarily think the wrestling itself was bad. It was just a little boring, especially because Stinger was, like, more so in control than uh, Katoge and O'Hara. But uh, Stinger desperately needs to have a blow-up or something, man. Like, I usually don't ask for junior groups to, you know, implode just because it always typically happens. But Stinger desperately needs a, a shake-up or something because this is kind of getting ridiculous. <laughs> What's well, like with the junior scene in Noah right now? It's like the main army, they keep getting new, like they keep yeah, getting they keep freshened getting up a little bit because they yeah. just got Junta and now they're getting someone else. Paros just formed, so they're they're still good. They're good. Congo was in need of a little bit of shakeup too, to be honest, and now mm-hmm. they have it. So it's like Stinger should be next for some kind of shakeup. Yeah. They need something. Well, I mean, they need Stinger like, is needed desperately, and I just don't know what they do, to be honest. Like you said, I guess Haida could be kicked out and then he goes on his little face run but i don't know really i feel like we're all like a, one of the theories going around is like gogawa was gonna and eventually get kicked out and then stinger could be like those I three i kind of thought that too but i was like mm, i don't know about that one yeah i don't know because what like if ogawa gets kicked out like what's he gonna do just, he does he just go solo or something and just kind of randomly teams with people every now and then against Stinger? i don't I know i guess he would be main army i guess or i could oh, see yeah, i could I see, could see, see him with paros but that'd be kind of weird too that would be Suzuki. weird but, I don't know. Anyway, next match was uh, Daisuke Harada and defeating Seiki Yoshioka in 12.07. I uh, will say I'm happy Seiki didn't have to be Harada's first title defense, even if he still did eat the L here. At least, and at least it wasn't a title match, so maybe there is hope that these two will have a title match down the road. I just don't want to see Seiki as, like, defense fodder for guys. So yeah, I don't like that. Thankfully, that wasn't the case here. Yeah. It was a very good for an undercard singles match. I wish they had gotten more time, but mm-hmm. that's kind of impossible given the position of the card and, like, due to what comes after the match. Makes sense. But, uh, hey, it was still good. And if you are going to watch anything from the undercard, this should be it. This pretty much is the only thing I'd yeah. check out from the undercard. Yeah. I would say, besides, like, the blow-up if you want to see it. But, yeah, this match is pretty much, like, one of the only things, I think, from the undercard that's worthwhile checking out. But, I mean, you could pretty much take a look at the talent's name on paper and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to be at least pretty good. And that's what it was. So, I mean... I just want to say you to be champion again and not have some little bullshit paper rain that he did earlier. Like, come on, man. That was so rude to do him so dirty like this. But, I mean, that's the title and how it's been for the past few years. But maybe we'll get one down the line. But, yeah, at least the match itself was good. So, at least he gets to show off his talent a little bit. Uh, after the match, Hal came out and threw away his Congo shirt, asking Harada to join main oh. army. Which uh, set up this improperly tag after Neo and Aliha came out to confront Hao. And which became the match. It was Daisuke Harada and Hao defeating Congo, Neo, and Aliha in 10 minutes. Bit of a nothing follow up match, but it had some good interactions between the two former tag partners and Hao and Neo. That's pretty much the highlight of the match. And But mm. especially the post match, they were really getting each other's faces and shit. And Hao was trying to fight so bad. <laughs> Harada was like carrying him back to the back, basically. That was so funny. But yeah, the match kind of was whatever, but it had some good interactions with them, at least. Oh, for sure. The heat between, like, Hal and, well, more so Hal than, I guess, um, Aliyah, but was really, at least really good there. But yeah, like I said, it was just kind of 
just whatever. But, I mean, everything made sense afterwards and all that. I just hope, for the love of God, that this means Hal can actually win something now, finally. That's what I'm fucking begging for. Please give this man a title reign shot. I don't even care. Please. Yeah, like, I don't even care if it's, like, singles or if it's, like, a tag with Tarada. Just let him win. Do something. We've been begging for this for shit probably since the last time we fucking recorded before we came back. We were begging for that. Because the thing is, Congo never wins anything, so... Except for now, Nakajima and Kendo are the only two okay. that win anything, I should say, I guess. Cause, well, we had the tag strides for a little bit there, but that kind of blew up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, as we all know. But yeah, the, the, the juniors, Congo, never win anything, so it was really depressing because they're all good juniors. But I was going like, to say, which is so fucking depressing to me. So hopefully this means Hal does can, can actually win something now. And I'm curious if he's going to go back to his old name or going to stick to Hal since Hal was an Amy adopted when he joined Congo. He's yeah, super excited to see what he uh, changes his, his ties to. You know, I'm always excited for the for the gear change when someone leaves a faction or turns face, heel, whatever. But yeah, I think it was like the first uh, junior drama in Noah in a little bit that was pretty much universally praised. Like everyone is happy for Hal to finally be able to do pretty something much. else. I think Congo fans are a little sad he's gone, but at the same time, being a big Hal fan, I'm pretty... I'm pretty happy. I hope, I I really hope this leads to something for him. Uh, next match was uh, Sugiura and T- Takashi Sugiura, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Kazushi Sakuraba and Kendo Kashin <laughs> defeating uh, Goshiyazaki, Masakatsu Funaki, <laughs> King Tani, Muhammad Yone in 1854. Fucking, uh, they brought out Taniguchi's old little sickle thing that or whatever, so like his old weapon, funny. trying to use it against him back when he was Maybach Taniguchi. But uh, unfortunately, Kendo Kashin. Unfortunately for Kendo Kashin, uh, Tani took it back and was using it against him. <laughs> like him and Tani were like just ended up brawling out around the arena to begin the match, which is honestly like the most entertaining part of the match for me. It was for me too. Whereas the match kind of just there, like it wasn't bad or anything, just pretty skippable to be honest. Yeah, I was gonna say I pretty much agree. Yeah, most entertaining part was Tani and uh, Kashin just being idiots at first. So, but uh, next match, which was the semi-main event for the GHC Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. M's Alliance, Keiji Muto and Naomichi Marafuji defeated Kongo, Kendo, and Manabu Soya in 2055. And uh, to put it plainly, this was not as good as the previous defense that we talked about, we're mm-hmm. raving about the last show. Yeah. Not even close. Which, which uh, kind of sucks. Really sucks. Because I was kind of looking forward to it. At least, like, the match didn't drag or anything. Like, they hit the 10 minute call, and I was kind of surprised, but just felt like they weren't really doing much or anything. Yeah. Like, the pacing, like, it just never really got exciting to me at all. Mm-mm. And, like, whenever Muto tagged in, you just, like, slowed this shit to a halt. Yes. And, like, I really don't know get why they had to have so much Muto in this match. It was very weird because, like, we talked about Marafuji was, like, the main one in their first defense, so... He was the one carrying that match yeah. and, like, was the best part about... One of the best parts about it. And it's just, like, instead, this time we got the full They're Muto like, show here. the formula here. And... Bad yeah. idea. And it felt like Keno was barely involved in the match, if I'm being honest. Like, it was pretty much all Soya. And, like, mm-hmm. I like Soya, too. But Keno would have helped this match a lot, at least give it a little more intensity. I definitely would have liked to seen more Keno Marafuji, for sure. I think that would have helped it a lot. But, yeah. It was just a lot of Mudo and, uh... Like, I know what the point of this was, but... I really just don't want Mudo to be the one that has to try and carry the match. Like, you literally have Marafuji in this tag team for a reason. He, he should be the one carrying... Imuto can come in and do his little shit every now and then, which is fine. But yeah. But yeah, let's uh, hope they have some other, some other, or a better match next time. I guess. Mm, I'm curious who's going to be the next challengers. 
Uh, I guess we'll find out who's available after the COVID stuff is Oh, yeah, true. With. Yeah. Because I don't know if they haven't, obviously haven't set anything up yet. Maybe they were going to after this, but they, they couldn't. They probably were. Or at least going to get close to it, yeah. Who knows? At least the uh, challenger for the after the main event was available. Yeah! And, and that main event was for the GFC heavyweight title. Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Masuki Tamiya in 2840. Ooh. I've seen... Uh, I think comparisons of Kitamiya and Goto on Twitter, pretty accurate, but Very at least... Very accurate, uh, unfortunately. At least Kitamiya ain't got to lose and then go join the winner's faction like Goto did with Ogata. <laughs> Thankfully, Kitamiya already left the faction, so they don't got to do that again. But uh, as for the match itself, uh, I mean, that was good, but I really expect a lot more from these two. Like, their steel cage match was miles better than this, and so I honestly, I just check that out, not this, if you haven't yet. But uh, match flew by at least in the last few minutes. Nakajima just like slapping the shit out of him was great. That was great. fantastic. But uh, match itself, I uh, would just call it good. And I think it, the problem really is that it's com- I have to compare this to their cage match, and their cage match just blew this one away. And this just I don't know, it never felt really spectacular to me. I guess. Yeah, this was definitely just a good match, not anything great. Especially, I think the last few minutes were really great with like him beating the shit out of uh, Kitami and then. <laughs> Uh, you know, the part I have to bring up, uh, you know, Kitamiya, I just want to say thank you, mister. I won't say what it is, but I'm pretty sure mostly everyone that listens to this has probably seen the picture, so I'll just leave it at that, but thanks, Kitamiya, and Nakajima beat you with his dick, I guess, so. I'll say that it happens pretty often with him when he gets a vertical spike, but this was, like, the lowest. This was the lowest I've ever seen. I was like, oh, good lord, but, uh, yeah. Um, getting back to the actual match itself. Yeah, it was, it was good. Just nothing super great, which is fine. You know, like I said, still good. Still worth the check out if you like them, I guess. But like you said, I think the steel cage is probably worth more of your time. But, um, I'm really excited for uh, Nakajima's next challenger, though. Yeah, Mr. Kaz Fujita walking out in them denim jeans looking like a fucking weird, like, this man is a living meme. Like, I just... His faces were fantastic. I can't escape that face on my fucking timeline now. I'm just like, oh no. <sighs> Someone take fucking Noah's Twitter account away from Mark Pickering. I swear to God, I'm so tired of him posting memes on that little fucking main account. No, let him do it. Gives uh, me more memes. But yeah, like I'm super excited for Fujita's this match. Is gonna be super fucking. Oh my god. Can, I'll be very curious if they're, they're actually gonna, gonna, do gonna a beat him, down? or he's gonna it's gonna be a draw because they might do a draw. I can Which see I hope not, but you lo- know how he is. Yeah, I know. Really, we'll see, I guess. It really just depends on Fujita respects Nakajima enough Nakaj- to let him bend him. Nakajima's not losing. I'm sorry. Obviously, yeah. Like, obviously, this is going to be a win for Nakajima, but it's just like, or it's it not going to be a loss, be. at least, I should say. I am just going to be really curious if they go the distance here or if they just Nakajima is actually be able to put him away. Please, God, just do it. <laughs> But either way, I'm very excited for the match. It's going to be fucking sick, so let's Yeah, go. they're going to beat the shit out of each other. I'm, I'm fucking here for it. Do they say when that's going to be yet? It's February. I want to say February 23rd or something like that. It's next month. Mm, okay. It's, so it's definitely February something. Yeah, there's some time in between. I might be wrong on the day, but I'm pretty positive I saw February. But uh, I think that's it for this show. Like we said at the jump, uh, pretty much... A little much, shorter uh, today. Yeah, and... <laughs> This Noah show here, as I said at the start, pretty much a one-match show, which was the main event. So check that out, at least. Even though, I don't know if we sold it the best, because we thought it was just good. But it's pretty much the match of the show to watch, and watch Rod and take if you want. 
But that is it for the episode. Like we were saying, a little bit short this week, I think. We're going to be a little longer, but we just didn't watch uh, Freedoms. And uh, next week, we'll find out how long that one will be. Because there's not a whole lot going on in wrestling this week, at least in Japan. Maybe watch Freedoms next week. <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably try and watch some Blood Christmas. Uh, All Japan's uh, yeah, Cork and Hall we'll show. We'll watch that. Because sure. it has the Triple Crown Tournament with uh, Shutsuro Shino versus Ruki Honda and Suwama versus Kento Miara. And then Winner's Face. And whoever wins is the new champion. So it's Kento. But. <laughs> uh, woo! I wish they would be fucking creative and actually just not do it, but we'll see. Yay. But uh, those two will probably be like the main shows we talk about next episode. Maybe we'll find something else to dig into, but we'll see. But that is it. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at Bun Rusty Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Bomb. Or, yep. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPR underscore. That's it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.